Welcome back, everybody, to the Next Rewind podcast. <laughs> and we're both smiling right now because we just went like about almost 10 minutes and I didn't realize that I hadn't started the recording. Uh, this yep. is the second time I've ever done this in our 31 episodes. So, anyway, uh, we're good. To, it's good to be back. It's good to be here. It's been a while, it's been a few weeks, but we wanted to get our thoughts in after the tips hiring and with the NBA bubble starting. We thought uh, it might be a good idea to put one of these out and we're excited to be here. I've been swamped with a ton of work. I've been taking some classes. Owen and I have both been doing a ton of SAT prep. So, you know, and without a whole lot of content, it's just been hard putting these out. But now the steady schedule is going to begin at least one a week, definitely during this NBA bubble type thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Owen, how you been? What you been up to? I know you're at the beach right now. Must be nice getting fresh air. Talk to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's been good. Um, I've spent majority of my time in quarantine in the city. And at times that felt very suffocating and just like nowhere to go, really nothing to do. It's like everything that I normally do in the city is like pretty closed down. Um, but I guess that's kind of, you know, I'm out here. It's nice. I don't have to wear a mask all the time to go outside. It's a nice feeling. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good. Yeah, I've been upstate for pretty much the entirety of lockdown and I'm back here now. And this is the first podcast I'm doing back at my real desk in Brooklyn and it feels so good to like just be back here with my normal setup instead of my mm-hmm. you know rigged setup with all my family in the smaller upstate house with this shitty desk but it feels good to be here so today we're going to talk about the coaching obviously as I said Thibs um you know we both have some interesting yeah. thoughts about that Tom Thibodeau is the head coach of the New York Knicks yeah we have a head coach you know yeah. Fizdale and Mike Miller are no longer although I do like Mike Miller Fizdale's gone he's been my gone I love, it's just, I love Mike Miller yeah uh but yeah, we're moving on, and so we'll talk about that, and then we'll get into some NBA bubble preview stuff. So let's get into it. So I remember a few days after we hired Tibbs, you texted me and you said, Johnny, I'm warming up to the idea of Thibodeau. And I was like, honestly, me too. And because, mm-hmm. you know, we've both been reading about him and everything. And at least for me, I think it was for you too, though. Kenny Atkinson was still the number one guy. Always was. Always was. But then a few days later, we hired Thibbs. We didn't talk a whole lot about it because we were both busy, but we've talked about it a little bit. But just talk to me about your thoughts before we hired Thibs and when you sent me those messages and then after Thibs. I think I was kind of warming up, in some ways forcing myself to warm up to him because I kind of had a feeling that he was going to be the coach. But also I think there are very, very good things about him. He was a very successful coach. He took you know, a middling team in Chicago that was like about 40-40 that had really good talent um, probably centered around Derrick Rose. But then, you know, Joakim Noah is really good player. Carlos Boozer, pretty good player. Luol Dang, very good player. Besides Rose, no one was great. And Rose got hurt a lot. Um, and Tibbs still did very good things with that team. Yeah. Um, I remember he took them to the second round the year after with Nate Robinson, you know, like leading the way. 
And he has a lot of players who have since left um, his kind of reach and really fallen out of the league almost. If you look at Noah, as soon as Dang left Chicago, he kind of just fell out of the league immediately. Mm-hmm. So he's done a lot of really good things with players yeah, in terms of player development. Boozer, yeah, Boozer just fell out of the league. Um, so I'm actually I'm pretty excited about Tibbs. You know, I think he's a very good NBA coach. And he was probably the hottest candidate on the market if other teams were to fire their guys. You know, I'd take him over Jacques Vaughn. Um, I'd, take her, I'd take him over anyone else in the market except for Atkinson. Yeah. Probably right now. And uh, thankfully it wasn't Kidd because, as most Knicks fans probably know, there were some rumors flying around that Jason Kidd sort of kind of screwed up some of the head coaching search because he kind of emerged as a front runner. Yeah. Uh, looking back at it. I, yeah. I have was, a feeling that wasn't necessarily always true. Yeah. I think the Knicks were always going to hire Tibbs, but I think the Knicks probably leaked that as a negotiation tactic mm-hmm. to say, like, we might be moving in a different direction. Um, and make him want to like decrease what he wanted a little bit. Um, cause I know, I think we offered three years and Tibbs won five. I think that's what Macri said. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think eventually we just stooped down to his level. Yeah. Um, and thankfully it wasn't kid. Cause I did panic a little bit, even though I didn't I did fully believe what was being right. said. I still thought Tibbs was the front runner. It just, it, it was a sigh of relief for me once we, once we hired Thibodeau. But you mentioned Chica- you mentioned Chicago for a bit, and, or not Chicago, sorry, Minnesota. And do you want to talk a little bit about just like the winning mentality there, and how none of those players are like really winners? But then Thibodeau, even you know when they, when he had Jimmy Butler, who is a winner, one of the few on that team, when they had right. him, they were like the third seed in the West. So just yeah. talk about his time in Minnesota for a bit. And I'm kind of beating myself up because I don't have the exact numbers of his record in front of me, but mm-hmm. they got significantly worse when he was fired. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they were great anyway. Um, I think Butler made them better than they were, and then he got hurt. Um, and then they kind of middled down a little bit. But it is frustrating. You have two really talented young players in Wiggins and Towns. Um, I don't know how I feel about Wiggins calling him a really talented player. I mean, he is. I don't know if anyone can get good things out of Wiggins. Um, I think that remains to be seen. But you have two guys in, like, 24, 25. And even after Tibbs left, like they got worse. Um, I mean, Cat is one of the most talented offensive centers like I've ever seen. Um, he's a ridiculously good offensive player, but they still suck. You know, if you have a superstar like that in the NBA, generally you're supposed to be good. And I just don't think he's a winning player. They were worse than us this year. They were, yeah. So with with Cat and Wiggins, two players that are probably immensely more talented than anyone we have in our Well, Wiggins wasn't At this At least Cat. Wiggins, Wiggins wasn't, wasn't there the whole year. Yeah, yeah, he was. He left. He, I think he left. He played most of the season with them because it was a deadline deal when they traded Wiggins to the Warriors. Right, right, right. Because D'Lo, I think, that played was a, like three that, or four games for them. Yeah. Because then the league shut down probably um, like a month after the deadline. So Yeah, I think so. But generally, I'm pretty happy with the um, Thibodeau hiring, um, and I'm, I'm pretty excited to see where he can take guys like Frank and Mitch and RJ. And I really think he can unlock Frank and his defensive ability. I know I've been saying this with every single. I think coach. he's gonna like Frank. You yeah, know, I think he'll he's gonna Frank. like Mitch, and he's gonna like Frank. Like this guy is like, like a 
big like bulldog type of guy. He's a like, brilliant he's just, defensive like, this... mind. Yeah, and he's also just like this old angry guy who just like did you see the video of him screaming at um Jay Crowder? Crowder? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I love this guy. You yeah. know, I was like, this is awesome. So he's gonna like the type of players that are gonna hustle and he's gonna reward that. You know, I don't think he like he he rewards players like Joking Noah um and Lou Aldang, like great and Kirk Heinrich, like great hustle defensive players like that. And we've kind of always talked about having like that New York grit. Like I remember Mills and Perry threw that yeah. around a lot. Like make this a defensive hustle minded team. And I think maybe Tibbs might do that. Um I don't want to get too excited with Thibodeau doing that because I feel like for every signing or every coaching hire, I always be, I'm always like, he's gonna bring back New York grit. He's gonna bring back this defensive, you know. Yeah juggernaut and it hasn't happened obviously. i'm just saying if anyone's gonna do it it's Thibodeau. in terms of like that mentality thing it's tips yeah he's just like that guy he's just like a you know Excuse he's me. not gonna take bullshit yeah no um, chance from anyone yeah so if you had to pick one guy i think i think you might have already said this but what is frank the most excited you are to see him being coached by Thibodeau? if one guy had like to be most excited about yeah is it's either mitch or frank it's mitch yeah okay 100 percent. i mean frank you know i mean i think mitch i I think mitch is gonna like ascend (laughs) mitch is like i mean mitch is i would put him up there as like one of the best athletes in the nba just the way that dude can move and like I mean, there's no seven-footer in the league that can run up the court like full speed and catch a reverse lob and from half court and dunk that. Like, there's literally no center in the league that can do that off one foot. And then if you see these the Mitch tapes, you know his <laughs> those are so. But like, he's like blowing by guys and just like yeah, but rising up. We, and we don't know who those guys are. We don't know who they are. They're not. We don't know who players. those guys are. That's fair. I don't, it's I, just I, some I don't random think he... gym in Louisiana. But I don't think I'm going to be seeing Mitch dribbling the ball much next year or shooting much. But that is the goal to get there at one point. One day. I definitely want him to. I I was really hoping like towards the end of the year. (laughs) It's KD. Uh, Yeah. Anyway, overall happy about Thibodeau. I think he's going to do good things for this. What's your answer? Is it Frank? Frank, probably. Because I just – I want to see something new for Frank because what we've seen obviously the past three years, it's been same shit. Mitchell Robinson. Maybe he can. Yeah. I just. I, I think. Start. I genuinely think he can. He'll. He'll unlock something with Frank. I think he'll make Robinson a lot better, and I'm kind of expecting that. But I don't know what right. I'm gonna get okay. when he when he's coaching Frank, and I'm really excited okay. to see what that is. Whether it's a more aggressively offensive-minded point guard, or he moves him to the two, and or right. you know he just becomes this incredible defender. You know. So. I think. I think Frank's ceiling in the NBA is a decent scoring guard. I think Frank Sillian in the A is Pat, is Patrick Beverly. Um uh you know I don't I don't def, uh, yeah maybe not personality wise maybe like you'll never see Frank like trash talking dudes like that. I mean fair but like that's not what that's not what you makes mean. him great. I mean he's a great he's probably one of if not the best defensive point guard in the NBA and he can hit open threes. Mm-hmm. that's pretty much his value and i think frank can add a little bit more on that i don't know if frank will ever be that type of defender because i don't know if he has that beverly mentality 
Yeah. Um, I think Frank has potential to be better playmaker than Beverly. I think he is. I think yeah. he probably is. Might, might be already. already. Yeah. But definitely not there defensively yet. Not a good, not as good a shooter as Beverly is. Yeah. Well, anyway, you want to get into some NBA bubble stuff, and we'll circle back around to the coaching at the end. Yeah. So it's a little bit weird now because we were going to talk about the NBA bubble before it actually happened. But now I guess we can give a little bit more insight on how that first two days have gone so far. We're currently in the midst of the second day. We've got some good games. In 20 minutes, yeah. I'm going to be I'm, in 20 minutes I'm going to get to hear Mike Breen's voice. So right after we do this show, I'm going to go turn that on. But anyway, what you Yankees Red Sox tonight? I don't care. Like, I I don't care. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't care. Uh but so you were busy most of last night, but you watched parts of the game, but you were, you know, busy, which is fine. But from what you saw, what do you think of how the NBA really did it? I know they had some scrimmages before and we got a taste of how it's been going. But when it, the real thing was happening, how did you feel? Like, did you feel it was like an intense real game? Because both games were really good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I totally did. I thought they they do a great job um, with like the crowd noise and like the fans on the side and just like the court is super cool. Um, like it, it's kind of a weird feeling like walking, watching baseball, you're just looking at empty seats basically because they're playing in the arenas, but the NBA did a great job, like making a court that feels normal and like feels like a kind of good basketball playoff type environment. And, and it's just, it's just basketball, you know, like yeah. people are just playing basketball and at the end of the day, that's really what matters. Yeah. Um, and I think there was a little bit of rust, you know, like obviously, um, turnover, he- turnover, heavy games, Yeah, turnover, heavy, sloppy games. Um, but good games, like it's good to watch yeah. basketball oh again, that, like that really games, high level of basketball. Both games were fantastic and both games were great. Yeah. <laughs> and then this, this morning we had the, uh, Nets magic, which was not a very fun. Nets game. magic was a, that was a great game. <laughs> It's really fun to. That watch was those. a great game. Yeah, the uh, the Nets made a little run at the end though. I yeah, mean, they went on the. They were down. Run. They were down thirty. Yeah, and then their C squad kind of <laughs> came back. Like the, the yeah, third this is, yeah, I want to talk to this with you because I was talking to some of my friends who are Nets fans yesterday. Whether they want to make the playoffs and lose out on their lottery pick, or not make the playoffs mm-hmm. and have their lottery pick, most of them said they would rather make the playoffs for just you know pride reasons. Um, and it's start, uh, continuing the idea of the winning culture, even though the season doesn't really yeah. matter for them. As a Nets hater, I would like to call ourselves, what what would you prefer? See them miss the playoffs and get their lottery pick or make the playoffs? And not I want them to I want them to make the playoffs. You don't want them to have any chance at you know, getting a good pick? I don't want them to get a lottery pick because that's just not – like even because I think it's they get their lottery pick or they don't get a pick at all. Yeah, I think that's how it works. So, like, no, I do not want them to make the playoffs. Yeah, that's I think fair that's because mine. if I mean it doesn't honestly with how they played with the Magic, there's a real shot they don't make the playoffs because they are really. I'm not too worried about. I think they will make the playoffs. That team is bad. They might go zero and eight, but the Wizards might go one and seven. That's true. The Wizards are the one team that has to pass the Nets. And if they had Beal, I would be scared for the Nets. If they had Beal, but they don't have anyone. Yeah, they have nobody. So, um, 
I mean, and you know, I, 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 the seventh yeah. or the eighth seed, they will likely get swept. Yeah. So. Yes, they will. They they will get swept. I mean, if they play the Bucks in the first round, that is going to be an ugly, yeah, ugly for sure. game. Um, I mean, that's a terrible roster up and down. I mean, Levert's okay. Like he can Cabrero. be really good. Cabrero played. Yeah, yeah. Well. Cabrero played. Cabrero. Timotei. Luau. Cabrero. 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 He played well. Um, you know, I mean, Levert's just inconsistent. Mm-hmm. It's just really streaky. He's not a star. Um, he's not a star yet. No, he's not a star. He's not even close. Oh, um, yeah. Anyway. It's too little, I think. Would you – so we both had – I can never remember. You had, like, the Bucks for a while winning the championship, and then you had the Lakers. Who do you have now after seeing – you know, it's just technically a regular season game, but after last night's L.A. matchup, uh, who do you have? Uh, I have a certain team making a run. Philly? Philly's gonna Johnny. I swear to God, watch out. The only thing, the only for argument Philly. for Philly is they were so bad on the road, but they were so good at home, and now it's a neutral site, pretty much. They've looked awesome and, so and, far. And a couple of scrimmages and the scrimmages and dude, you've been saying this been, shit for years. They have Ben Simmons playing at the elbow now, um, which is huge. Um, I can't exactly tell you the direct impacts because I haven't been reading about it a crazy amount. But my dad says it's going to work out really, really well. Well, I and trust, I trust Carl him. Smith. He, I t- he thinks they're going to be really, really good. That's well, what he told me today. So, you think this? Like, but like realistically, like who's winning it? Like I know you who's want the, the Sixers to win. I know you want the Sixers to win for your family. Who's winning the championship? Yeah, who's winning? I think the Sixers will make a run, um, but I don't think they're they'll win the whole thing. Um, I think they'll surprise people. I don't think Milwaukee will win the whole thing. I don't either. I think it's going to be the Lakers. Yeah, I I mean, the safe bet is probably the Lakers, but considering how close yesterday's game was without Lou Williams or Montrezl Harrell, that is something yeah. to note because they did lose Fair. two of five best players. It is a pretty new Lakers squad, though. Like, when I say new, I mean, like, they have some new guys coming in. Um, obviously, Avery Bradley's not playing anymore. Deion Waiters uh, and JR are getting significant minutes now. I wouldn't necessarily do that much with that game, but I just, I'm sorry. I take LeBron in a... Uh, yeah, LeBron and I mean, LeBron and AD are just... Seven game very, series. Very but, yeah, I, I'm not sold on Paul George yet, also. Um, yeah, although he did hit some big shots player. yesterday. I Yeah, he did. He, he is... He can sometimes be awesome and then sometimes not be very good. Yeah. Um, like, he has stretches where he's just absolutely ridiculous. And he has stretches where he's not that great. Because he didn't really step up that much for OKC mm-hmm. last two years. Um, you know what so you're getting with know. Kawhi? Although he has, like, been yeah. a little bit inefficient over, like, the first few scrimmages, but they're just scrimmages. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, you know, it's, you know what he's doing. Uh, Zion played limited minutes in the fir- in the tip off first game back. Uh, although they lost by two points, but they likely would have won the game if Zion was in the whole time because he was very good. What'd you see from like? I I don't know. I mean, I don't really want to talk about the Pelicans the whole bunch because they're not going to make the playoffs, and I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. And they did lose, and we'll talk about the Jazz for a minute too. My jet, my my Jazz, but. <laughs> Zion was really good. He was really fun to watch. Like that man just 
bullies people. Like I've never seen anything know, like he's, him. Like, he's, it's insane. He's a different type of basketball player. It's unbelievable. He's just kind of like every time he's on the floor, I just expect him to play well. Like that's his game. Like he just like he takes such efficient shots that like he's not going to have like bad shooting nights really. You know, yeah, he's like, so strong that he can just power his way. He up literally just goes to the basket and scores easily, and rebounds and plays decent defense, and it's a good passer too. Having the like, garden like seems terrifying. It really I know. does. Like I'm not exaggerating. And that behind the back pass he had to Lonzo yeah, I know. transition. Yeah, that was awesome. And then Brandon Ingram was was fantastic. Uh, although he's semi inefficient, but he he's he good to carry that team a little bit. But they did lose, score. and I don't think – I think they really needed that that game if they want to yeah. like, play off hopes. I do think they needed that game. I think you kind of need – they need to win pretty much every single one here on out. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know what Zion really expected. Um, like, coming back from a couple days off, a couple, you know, games off, and then coming back into the bubble after, like, sitting in your room for four days um, – I don't know why you expected to. Because I, I, did you see he was angry reportedly that he didn't, that he didn't play, play that much? Yeah. Well, yeah, but I understand the reasoning behind it. I mean, I understand being pissed. Yeah, I mean, I'd be pissed too. Yeah. But but was it wasn't he also he tweaked something? That's oh, the really? main reason. Before really? he, before he left, he tweaked something. I did not know that. Yeah, that's why he was on limited okay. minutes. Maybe he was also a little bit out of shape because he was just. Yeah, he's he's a big he's a big boy. The jazz. Uh, let's talk about the jazz for a minute because they looked pretty good. It was funny to see uh, Barry, one of the guys who really shut down the league. Yeah, one of, he didn't shut down the league, but one of the guys who started at all, you know, dominate really on both. He did ends. shut down the league. His positive test shut down the league. Well, yeah, but he didn't do it single handedly. I mean, coronavirus shut yeah. down the league. That's but, what I mean. Yeah. But yeah. he scored the first points. He had an and one, and he was dominant on both ends. You know, Donovan Mitchell was pretty okay. And that team is not going to real. that team is not, that doesn't, they don't scare me, you know, if I were the Lakers or the Clippers or no, probably the Nuggets, they wouldn't scare me if the Nuggets either, but mm. they think they could, they're not going to lose in the first round. No, they won't lose in the first, they, uh, depends who they play. Uh, the West is just so loaded. Um, Cause I mean, you have Stangs right now is like, so right now the Jazz would have the Thunder in the first round or the Rockets, um, which is kind of wild. The Rockets are the six in the West. That's how good the West is. Right. So there's a likelihood that the Jazz will have one of those two teams. If they do, do you I take think the they Jazz lose. over Houston? Hell no. No. Hell no. I don't think it's a hell I also no. don't even know if I – I mean, I think the Thunder might give them a series. Thunder are good. Yeah, and they're forty and twenty four. They're better than they um, were at any year when they had last year, George, yeah. which is kind of absurd. I mean, I do like don't really trust Russ, and Houston's kind of got a funky thing going on there. But I mean, who knows? Yeah, we'll we'll do a uh, as we get closer to the playoffs, we'll do like a long uh, playoff preview type of thing, and you know, do like an hour of just like our predictions, talking about each team, and do that. So we'll save some of this stuff for that. But overall, I really enjoyed the first couple of games and the scrimmages felt fun. And it just it feels like a basketball game. And if I'm going to compare it to baseball, although I know nothing about baseball, I have watched like 30 minutes of a baseball game. It felt weird because there's a lot more dead time in baseball and 
they do a lot of crowd shots during the games. Like when you're watching. Yeah, they do. They do. They do. They do. They do. And then the announcers need to fill time so heavily that they're just kind of talking and talking. And the fan noises are just kind of awkward. It's a fair point. Because you can't, like, at least in basketball, you can't see all the stands and everything. But no, they, they've set it up like it's empty. It's just weird, like hearing the fake noise in baseball. Like, I'll admit that. Yeah. And there was a um, report today that they might shut down the MLB, which would suck for you and, you know, a bunch of other people. Yeah. But I, I mean, obviously, I hope that doesn't happen. But yeah. they, have done, they, have, they, they have done a poor job. Like, it was just, I don't, I don't really job. know why they thought this would work. I mean, it's not you going know to what? work. To it's be honest with you, to, to be honest with you, it would work. But we just gotta. I just want to send Florida off the face of the earth. I mean, literally, like it's just been this one team. It was the Marlins, right? The Marlins had sixteen positive cases. What city are they? Their players, Miami. Miami Marlins, yeah. Florida, yeah. yeah, I I don't Um, know anything. And like, I don't think any other team has had like more than two. Um, And and it is a difficult system because like players are allowed to like go home to their families. And like come to the games, you know. It's like they're literally playing the season, just yeah, without normal, fans. Just without fans, and like, which is what they're doing, like overseas and stuff. But overseas but, is not a big issue. It ain't, it's no, not it's not a big, big issue, issue because there are no coronavirus cases overseas, really. Because Donald Trump isn't their president. Like, yeah, exactly, so, exactly, exactly. Uh, they can't do it. I really doubt we're gonna have a football season unless they do. Something no, it looks like we are gonna have a football season. Uh, Did you see that? What was it? Were you talking about college football? Or are you talking about NFL? NFL. It looks like we're gonna have an NFL season. I mean, I just don't. If 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 this baseball thing gets shut down again, what are they gonna do? Send them to fucking Hawaii? Like, where, where are they gonna? So do it looks this? like they're gonna have an NFL season. Where? Normal, just know. without fans? Like that's that that clearly. But the the NFL and the NFLPA agreed on a deal. Yeah, so I saw that, but we don't know what the deal is yet. Without but without health protocols, like, I mean, health withstanding, like at least they agreed on a deal. They did agree on a deal, but I think. Well, if baseball gets shut down and their deal was to play just normally without fans with significantly larger rosters and significantly more personnel. That's fair, though. I haven't seen like that much about what football is going to do in terms of their plan. Well, in terms of college, they're just going conference only. Every conference now. Right. SEC was the last one to, to announce that, I think, yesterday. Uh, right. But, yeah, so I don't know how that's going to work. It's not going to be as fun, but... No, you know, I mean, we'll like... So much of college football and NFL is the fans. Oh, it's like, like the football without fans is going to be so weird. It's going to be so weird. It's like weirder than it's baseball. Crazy, weirder than basketball. The crazy diehard fans who are just like make the game fun. But just and, like you hear the fans and, screaming. Yeah, it's similar in baseball. There's just, just a lot of dead time, right? So yeah, exactly. It's just, yeah, it's just to feel awkward. And obviously, there, there's just I've lost all hope that we'll have fans anytime soon in stadiums. But anyway, you wanted to talk at the end of our show. We're getting towards the end here. You wanted to talk, but you wanted to talk about uh, draft prospects because you've changed your list a little bit, and you have a new Israeli man climbing your list, I believe. Danny Avdia. Yeah. So tell me more about yeah. him. I know he just won the uh, the championship there with our boy. He Stoudemire. did. He won the championship with Maccabi Tel Aviv. Um, and Stat was Stat final was four playing, MVP. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean Denny. This is how I feel about Denny. Um, he was basically a big question, the biggest question mark for him before the season ended. 
you got shut down the first time was his jump shot. Mm-hmm. So in the three, four month layoff, what Denny did is Denny worked on his jump shot. So coming back, he shot 42% um, since the, you know, the, the, the revised, hi- the, the new season. Over. Yeah. The hiatus ended my bad. Um, and he just looks like a stud. Like the kid rebounds. He pushes the ball. He's, he's like six nine. He's yeah. big. He's strong. Like he can go coast to coast quickly. He's fast. Good he's athlete. athletic. Um, yeah, he can take guys one on one, and he can shoot now. The shooting is so, the shooting is not big enough sample size for me to tell him he can really shoot. All right, now. but it looks good. It, it looks does, good. He's always had a good looking jumper though, which is always yeah, a good thing fair. to say. Where would you take him though? Where would you? What, what would be the would you take him at three? If Ball, Hayes, and uh, Edwards are off the board, I'd take him at four. That's fair. I probably might agree with that too. But I might take him over Ball, and I might take, you might him, take over him over Edwards. Ball. Yeah. So is Killian Hayes your number one prospect now? Yeah. What happened? You were so high on Ball and Edwards. Man, your list changes every day. It does change every day. I just think I think Hayes is going to be special. Yeah. He's got all the tools. He's got the shot-making capabilities that um, really succeed in today's NBA. He's going to be a really good defender. Um, he's a great passer, great playmaker. He's a little more – like with Ball, he has like a somewhat similar playmaking. You know, they're, they're, they're similar well, in playmaking. Yeah. Ball yeah. might be a flashier passer than Hayes is, but Hayes is a really good one. Um but I just see so much more potential with the jump yeah, shot. Ball's and that's just bigger. so much more important. Ball's just bigger. Yeah, and Hayes isn't small. Like, Hayes is like 6'4", 6'5", uh-huh. um, and pretty long, too. So I I, I would say, yeah. And, and I think Hayes works harder. He's more locked in. There's Ball no distractions. a little lazy and a little just, like, plays very lackadaisically. Well, yeah, um, he's always, like, you know, if you watched his highlights in, in yeah. New Zealand, like, he would try to – sometimes just get flashy and try to take guys one-on-one and just go back yeah. and forth and just kind of like, like, like screwing He like reaches for steals. Like, you know when like you let a guy get by you and pick a basketball and you like try to poke the ball out from behind? Like, he does shit like that a lot where he like will just gamble for steals he's not going to get and like he's just kind of a lazy defender. Um, yeah, I, I, I have like – I have him and Killian, you know, pretty – I had like a similar level on my list, and then I have Anthony Edwards right after that, and then I think Denny. Really? Yeah, I mean, for what the Knicks need, not in terms of talent, but for what the Knicks. It's need. kind of a wild draft though, because like I see so many people who just have so many like such different lists. Yeah, oh you yeah, know? It's, like, it's all over the place. They're all over. Like some people have Hayes like seventh or eighth. Some people have him second or first. Yeah, and yeah. I think it'll get more solidified once we get closer to the draft even though we are like a, a less than a month away now which is no no it's from the lottery a lottery right and then the draft is a few weeks draft later, is in right? like october yeah or september or something okay yeah. but yeah uh all right so i'm glad you gave us a little update on your draft board thing hopefully we yes, can sir. start doing this every week we we'll just give our oh no we can we should we will we'll, we'll focus a lot more on the draft once the lottery comes yeah because obviously you know coaching and drafts for the knicks Coaching has kind of been X'd off. We know who that's now, and now all focus should be towards towards the uh, draft. So that's all we got. Sorry about like the three week break. Uh, we were both super busy, but now that basketball's back, now that we have shit to talk about, now that there's content, we're back. 
it feels good to like be in front of the mic, like talk sports because I've really missed this because man, it's been a brutal summer for me. Like just no fun like, at all, <laughs> but whatever. Uh, all right. We'll see you guys next week. Follow us on Twitter at next rewind pod. I'm going on vacation, but we're going to do, be doing pods from vacation because we're right. watching basketball all the time. All right. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening guys. And all we'll right. catch you on the next one. Bye. See ya.